You are tuning in to the Seed Chat with Tristan, a Christian community designed for the youth, by the youth. Join us in discussing the truths and debunking the myths. Let's grow closer to Christ together. Welcome, my brothers and sisters. It's your host, Tristan Guillaume, and you are tuning into the Seed Chat with Tristan. Please don't forget to share and subscribe, and I hope this message means something to you, I hope it impacts you, and I hope God's able to speak life into you again. Today, we're going to be starting from a passage in Luke 13, 10 to 13, and it goes like this. On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and there was a woman who was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she was straightened up and praised God. And I love this passage so much. I think it shows just the omnipotence of God and how his actions and his words 2,000 plus years ago can still impact us today and still be relevant to us today. And I think that passage has a lot of similarities with a major issue of our generation, and that is depression. And some alarming fact about depression is every 100 minutes, a teen takes their own life. It is the third leading cause of death of young people between the ages of 15 and 24. And about 20% of all teens experience depression before they reach adulthood. And I'm not trying to say this to put you maybe in a depressive state or make you feel sad, but I want to show you that just like how Jesus got that woman and he healed her and brought restoration to her life, Jesus has you. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And to me... Some key words are just amazing in this passage is the first crippled because I feel depression is like that for many of us where it's this force, this power over our lives and it just holds us down and we don't really have, I guess, we don't feel that we have the strength to overcome it. Another phrase that really speaks out to me is by a spirit. And I think that is also similar to depression where you can't really see the power. You can't really see what's coming over you and yet you're still being forced down. You're still being overcome by this power and other people can't see your depression clearly from the outside but it's still there it's still over you and the last phrase that really stands out to me is 18 years because for 18 years this woman had her head in the dirt couldn't really see and she knew something was above yet she was stuck in the bottom and I want to say to you guys what you see and experience is not the whole truth depression often feels like a black and white lens where the colors, the things in your life that used to bring you joy and happiness are gone or are dull, and you don't know where it came from. Whether that was hanging out with your friends and going on a roller coaster and all of a sudden you lay on the floor and now you're not able to enjoy the ice cream or when you were just casually walking your dog and you make a turn and you think about that time that your dad left you. Depression can hit us out of nowhere. And I want to show us how we subtly put on these lenses and how we can also take them off. I got a lot of these points from Chris Hodge, who wrote a book called Out of the Cave. If you want to learn more about this, check it out. I'll leave a link in the description. First way we slowly put on our lens is life imbalances. I believe as upcoming adults, especially as us, this particular generation, society demands so much from us, whether that's our schoolwork, our extracurricular activities, our friendships, our family chores, our jobs. There's so much pressure that's being put onto us. And it becomes hard for us to really put value and put weight in the things that we want to and really be able to emphasize more on what matters to us. We are told that we must be able to do all these things in order to be successful in life. We are told that we can't leave one behind or else life will leave us behind. But we must be able to choose what is important to us 
and drop the others. I remember in the beginning of COVID when everything stopped for like two weeks a month and we had that like that calm, that peace where you were able to recollect and regather yourself and kind of just remember what really mattered to you. We were all starting new hobbies, all starting different things, all putting value in our time to things that we wanted to. It was obviously not the best time, but we were able to regain control of the time that we did have. In the Bible, it says, and I might be pronouncing this wrong, but Excelsius 4, 6, better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. And I love that so much because we really are, in a sense, juggling all these things and juggling so much chaos in our lives. And we aren't able to focus on what we really want to do and what we really want to invest our time in. And we must find a way to step into new assignments that you like and choose what you want to drop. Reshape your activities, reshape your time, your structure, reshape what you invest into. And you don't have to do everything. You don't have to do all that society tells you to. And we don't have to always feel like this need that we aren't doing enough and that we have to push more into it. And I believe this also comes from our next point, which is comparison. And it is so hard not to compare during our age. We have social media, TV shows, just school, anything really. We have this kind of thought in our head where we're always comparing ourselves to others, whether that's our body image. And we compare like someone's after gym pump to our like 6 p.m. after we eat. And we think that this is like a normal comparison or we compare our extracurricular activities and our grades to someone who might be more gifted in that area to ourselves and feel like we aren't doing enough to do that. But we need to reduce comparison and understand that our friendships, our relationships are going to be different, are going to be unique, and we can't always strive to be something else. And I saw this through my own self, right? When my family, we'd been blessed to see we bought a house. And the first two, three weeks, I was so thankful, so grateful. Evan, I started comparing myself to other houses and what my friends have and all of a sudden they have and what I don't have. And that that thought process brings you down. It doesn't bring you contempt. And comparison comes from the lack of contentment. And it is decisive and important that we begin to maybe put limits on our technology or limits on what we view through social media and even keep like a grateful book where you just write down notes and jot down things that you've been grateful for today that God has done in your life and other lives and that you're just happy for in that moment. And it's important that we always try to keep that contentment look in our lives and keep that grateful look in our lives. And we don't compare ourselves to others, but begin to understand our own uniqueness and our own strengths and weaknesses. Another way I believe we may accidentally put on these lens of depression may be from our self-talk. And some of us still didn't realize it, but we are our biggest anti-motivational speakers. We tell ourselves all the time that you aren't good enough, you're going to fail this test, or you got to work harder, you don't look good enough, or you aren't pretty enough, or whatever it is. But if we were going to hear a motivational speaker say that to us, we would all get up and leave and walk out of the room. We would not stand for that BS. And yet we let ourselves do it to ourselves all the time. It's these little conversations in you that you are fighting against yourself that really take away your energy and make you lose focus of who you are and what God has said into you. Romans 8.37, you are conquerors, you are victors. Ephesians 2.19, you are a saint. And we need to step into our identity, step into who God says we are, the truth he says we are, in order for us to begin to win that self-battle and win that in us. Pastor Stephen Furtick says, you have to tell the devil to get out of your head. 
your imagination and thoughts were meant to be a playground with God. And that leads you to our next point, and that is that we are fighting spiritual battles. You may not see it, but you are fighting it. And you are fighting a battle that the devil wants to win to ruin your life, ruin your connection with God, ruin what God has already put in you. We have to realize how precious our souls must be if both God and the devil are fighting for it. How much potential, how much glory can we possibly have within ourselves if God and the devil are fighting for it? Obviously, the main problem of this conflict is the inability to see the presence, inability to see the darkness. But we must begin to know who they are and how to defend them. As Pastor Chris Hodges says, depression is like a lion hidden in the leaves and you cannot see it and it pounces on you. And the way we can protect ourselves in advance and protect ourselves consistently is stepping into the presence of God. We void ourselves of the things that help strengthen us, and that is the scripture. That is things that God has given us already. And we so often believe God is in the dynamic. God's going to blow through into strong wind and take you and, and move you. And God can do that, but God is more often found in the intimate. And that is when you're reading his word and you decide to wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning or before school and decide, I'm going to spend 30 minutes reading his word. Or when you have a lunch break during work and you decide, instead of scrolling through social media and comparing yourself to others, you are going to read what God has to say about you and what God is giving you to help you overcome your battles. We can also protect ourselves in worship and praise. And some of my starkest times, some of the times where I felt the saddest, I've just gone in the shower and it might have been hard, but I just sung my heart out. I just sung for the Lord. I just sung all of his praises. And in those moments, I began to get that reassurance, get that repurpose, get that strength from God that he's given us and that he wants to give us. And this can also be done through fasting and praying. My church has something called a More God series where we begin every year off and we fast and we just get more of God. And that that taste of God, being able to fast and pray for him, helps us overcome some of the greatest weaknesses we have, help us overcome our battles and really give us strength and allow us to just realize how much more we can have of God in our lives. And last but not least, one of the ways I believe we can put on the lens of depression is through isolation and loneliness. In an age where we are more connected than ever, we have less close friends. We have less friends who you can generally go to and have a deep conversation with and they get who you are. And it's in these lack of deep conversations where we are afraid to be vulnerable that the devil really helps us feel like we are alone and isolated. We are afraid to be vulnerable because we think that someone's going to hear us and judge us and bring us down and aren't going to accept us, aren't going to accept the, what we feel and we act like they aren't going through the same thing and they aren't in our grade and they aren't in our environment. And yet we deprive ourselves of that connection because of that fear. When we become vulnerable, when we expose ourselves, you allow for someone to know who you really are. It's a way for us to share our thoughts and share our expressions and we can compare notes and get hope that we need. We must check up on our friends with our free time and invite others to hang out and allow space for your relationships to grow. I'm going to leave you guys with this. Pretend your friendship is a plant. You would pour into it. You would fertilize it. You would put it in the sunlight. You wouldn't just hide it and deprive it of the nutrients it needs to grow and deprive you of the joy of seeing that flower grow because you're afraid that if you give it too much 
water, the plant might shrink. In order for our friendships and ourselves to grow, where we can become and have that connection with each other, we need to pour out into each other. We need to do more to help and become vulnerable with each other. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for allowing these people to be here and listen to this message, Lord. I'm so grateful, Lord, for this message you put on my heart. You've spoken into me, Lord, but I pray, Lord, that you help bring restoration to these people's lives, Lord. And just like that woman, Lord, who was crippled, that you heal her, Lord. And all those people, Lord, who are afraid to be vulnerable, who are afraid to expose themselves with their friends, Lord, I pray that you break down those walls and that you break down that insecurity, Lord, and allow them to understand that there is security, there is strength in numbers, and that we need to support each other and help each other and love each other in order to overcome this battle of depression that's so prevalent in our generation, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the way you're going to move inside of us, Lord. I thank you for the power you've given inside of all of us and you've spoken about all of us and how we are saints and how we are conquerors and how we are victors and how no weapon forged against us, Lord, can no weapon forged against us, Lord, shall prosper. Lord, I thank you for those truths, Lord. I pray, Lord, we can live in those truths. We can gain strength in those truths, Lord. And we can begin to live in the peace that you have given us. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sea Chat with Tristan. I hope you're able to receive what was spoken today and that God can continue to strengthen you in your journey. If you were touched by today's episode or believe it could benefit a friend, please share on any social platform. Don't be afraid to reach out to us regarding any questions at Tristan Guillaume on Instagram or email at TristanGuillaume16 at yahoo.com. Hope to see you next time and have a blessed week.